Welcome to What's Poppin'. This week, we're going to jump off the message from last Sunday and dig a little deeper into the Word and look at some ways that we can understand Scripture, interpret Scripture, apply it to ourselves, uh, but also in groups and things like that. And so last Sunday, I got to preach on Mark chapter 1, verses 29 to 45. And the verses I want to look at today are particularly verse 35 and 36, which read, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Now, if you heard the message or were there on Sunday, you may recall that I talked about how Jesus modeled something very important for us here. He modeled the idea of going somewhere by ourselves and to spend time in the Word and in prayer and how that was important when life got busy. And I chose the word modeled very intentionally. That is because there are sort of three ways to categorize what we see in Scripture. One would be descriptive, one would be prescriptive, and then the things in between. Okay, so pretty broad categories. Descriptive things are those things we see in scripture where it's a description of what happens. It's not a mandate for us to follow or command for us to do. Uh, We aren't directly told to live like this, do like this, or think like this. They're simply descriptive things to help us understand an overall idea or thought or just an historical event. Then we have prescriptive things. Prescriptive things are those things that we are commanded to do, that are what we are supposed to do, think, live out, those type of things. And then the things in between, those things that maybe we should be doing or it's good for us to do, but we aren't commanded to do, so we aren't held accountable if we don't do them, those type of things. And so I have some scriptural examples of, of each one. So let's take a look at descriptive first. A descriptive thing would be like what we talked about from Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 40 to 45, and that is the healing of the man with leprosy. And so the descriptive part would be, Jesus was moved with pity. He stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. That's a descriptive event of what Jesus did. There's no command for us to do the same thing. We're not supposed to will someone to be clean and then touch them and then we'll be able to heal them from leprosy. And so uh, a descriptive event. A prescriptive event would be in something like we see in Mark chapter 9, verses 33 to 37, where the disciples are arguing about who is the greatest. And within that, Jesus says to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And so that is a prescriptive thing. If you want to be a leader in the church, you need to be a servant of all and last of all. Jesus models this for us, but he also tells us that's what we're supposed to do as people who are part of his family. We're supposed to put other people before ourselves. There are also some tricky parts of scripture that look like they're prescriptive, but they're actually descriptive. And and these parts of scripture, often throughout the history of the church, uh, theologians have argued whether or not they are prescriptive or descriptive. A great example of this would be what happens in Mark chapter 6. Jesus sends out his 12 apostles to go and spread the good news. He sends them out two by two uh, to go and have authority over unclean spirits. They're to take nothing with their for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. And he goes on with more description of what they're supposed to do. It sounds kind of prescriptive. Is that how we are supposed to go out and spread the good news? Or is Jesus doing that specifically for his disciples at the time and that's what they're supposed to do? 
Now, I lean towards this being a descriptive account of what Jesus tells his first disciples to do, and it's not a mandate or a prescription that all people who follow Jesus are supposed to do to go spread the gospel. That would be an example where it's kind of confusing. Is it prescriptive or descriptive? But if you look at the context, it becomes pretty clear that it's a descriptive account of what happens in scripture there. Now, could someone still follow what Jesus says there and go out with sandals and only one tunic and bring no money and no bread? Yes, they could do that. It would be okay, but it's also not something that they have to do. So we get to our third category that we see in scripture, and that is the things that, that we could do. We could follow what scripture says in sort of a modeling type of a way, but we're also not held to it or prescribed to do them these certain ways. And that's where we fit in from what happened on Sunday when I talked about the aspect of Jesus going out to a desolate place by himself to pray and spend time with the Father when things got busy. Jesus modeled a very good thing for us to do. He doesn't tell us that we have to do it, but he modeled it for us. And so it's something that we could do that's good for ourselves, that'd be good for our faith, that'd be good for those around us. Uh, but if we don't, it's not like we are going against what God told us to do. And so it's not prescriptive in that way. It's a descriptive thing that we can model. It's particularly helpful in the Gospel of Mark because nowhere in the Gospel of Mark does Jesus actually teach us how to pray or what to do. In other Gospels, he does that. Which brings me to another thing that's helpful about what we did on Sunday and have been doing in the past few Sundays at Prince of Peace, and that is going verse by verse through a book of the Bible. I'm a huge proponent of this. I think it's very helpful and good for the church to do for a couple of reasons. Uh, one thing is, is that uh, it forces us to deal with verses that maybe we would normally avoid. It forces us to go through scripture that maybe aren't always the pastor's or the congregation's favorite things to talk about or the things that we like to do or things like that. We, are, we actually are using all of scripture that way, digging into it and seeing how it fits in the context, which is another big helpful thing for this. You may have noticed that Pastor Zelt and I have been referencing other parts of Mark when we're talking about specific parts of Mark that we're going through verse by verse. Because when you go through a gospel like this or another book, it's very helpful to try to read it within itself only. It'd be easy to go into Matthew or Luke and to pull those ideas into the stories or accounts that we're talking about in, in Mark. But Mark wrote his gospel in a certain way for a certain reason. And so if we want to understand really in depth what he's trying to help us understand about Jesus and who he is and what he does, we should stick to what he says. We can go outside, obviously, of, of his gospel to other gospels, but when we're looking for like for what Mark is particularly trying to get across to us. We should stick to use what he writes in his version of the gospel. And in his version of the gospel, we get more of a modeling of prayer in Jesus and his disciples rather than a prescriptive mandate or account that we're supposed to follow and do in his gospel, which is unlike Matthew or Luke, where Jesus tells us directly, this is how you're supposed to pray and don't pray like this, which if you're following along would be prescriptive things in scripture. I hope this helps you in your personal reading of the gospel uh, and the Bible and digesting God's word and seeing what things are descriptive or prescriptive or in between. Uh, don't forget that personal study is really, really important, but also community study is just as important. And so coming together with other Christians and digesting these things together and bouncing ideas off each other and different perspectives as to what's contextual and what's not. And the historical church obviously is very important too. How has the church looked at these things for the last 2,000 to 6,000 years? Uh, are they prescriptive or descriptive? Have they changed over time? That sort of thing. It can really help you 
understand the word and dig into it and know what to apply to your life, but also know what applied to the time it was written and perhaps what the overall idea of a descriptive account could mean for us today. And to wrap up the episode today, I'd like to let you all know that I discovered about a week ago that the podcast was not being distributed to some of the major platforms for podcasts like Apple Podcasts or Amazon and things like that. There was a switch made on our podcast hosting server, uh, which I was unaware of. And so I fixed all that this last week. So now you can find what's popping on every major distributor of podcasts. So uh, if you don't want to go to a website, you can just subscribe to whatever it is, whatever carrier you use, whatever subscription you have or access you have. And tell your friends about that too. They don't have to go to our website to get to the podcast anymore. You can get Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. There's a couple of pocket casts, things like that. With that, have a wonderful week.